You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 109. Today, we're going to talk about hmm, the stressful part of business, I guess. How to sell your services without selling your soul. So let's dive on in. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Well, hey there, welcome back and thanks so much for tuning in today. I have to tell you, today's um, topic is one that took me a long time to come to terms with, selling in your business. And so I'm going to share a bunch of stuff with you that has really helped me get over the hurdle of being some cheesy salesperson that's just constantly pushing versus really making a difference for my clients. So anyway, we're going to have a good conversation today. And I've got a question for you. Have you downloaded your free guide to Profit Without Worry? It is so easy to do. All you have to do is go to ProfitWithoutWorry.com forward slash free, and you can download the guide right there to get on your path to Profit Without Worry. All right, let's dive into today's show. Let's be real here. You and I, we got into business to help people, right? We got in a business to make an impact, to be in more control of who we work with, when we work, why we work. I know for myself, I had a big vision of having the freedom to create a business that truly helped others, but I didn't factor in what it would take to actually help them. And I'm not talking about a product or a program or a one-on-one service, because I don't know about you, but... When I was new in my business, I had zero people knocking down my virtual door to hire me. Like I posted a website and then it was crickets. It took me proactively getting out there, and I hate this word, but hustling to find clients. Like I had to do some outreach. I had to do some proactive stuff to let people know, hello, I'm open for business. And I didn't love sales at all. I was coming from 16 years in the corporate world where, you know, my paycheck reliably showed up in my bank account twice a month. I never had to worry about selling myself, I guess, or making a sale or closing anything. You know, I was a corporate person just getting a paycheck. So this was a whole skill set that I didn't have. And... I didn't love it. And in fact, that might even be a lie. I was scared out of my mind of having to do sales. And honestly, I'd pretty much do anything other than sell, especially in those early days. I mean, it looked like this. Spend three hours on crafting the perfect Facebook post. Yep, I've done that. Sign up for webinar after webinar after webinar. There was one week where I think I had eight webinars I signed up for. Yep, I've done that too. Sign up for every class and (laughs) 
video series and, I don't know, um, course that I could, check, check, check. But here's the truth, and you know this and I know this. No sales equals no business. No sales equals no food for money, no food for, or no money for my, did I say no food for money? No money for food. I don't know where I got that. Uh, It means that I couldn't pay my mortgage, and it means that, you know, like things like gas and heating and all that stuff, like you have to make sales. I also need money to run my business. I need to pay for my website. I need to pay for my email service, right? And worst of all, the very worst of all, is that no sales equals no impact with my work, not helping people. So I knew if I really wanted to grow my business, if I really wanted to have an impact, if I really wanted to help people, I needed to get over my fear. But I didn't get over that fear until I made a lot of mistakes, listened to a lot of the wrong people, tried a lot of crazy things, And I had to go through a massive mindset shift in how I was selling and why I was selling before things clicked into place. And if you're anything like I was for a long time, the word, the term selling, the phrase selling might make you think of a ripoff artist. Like, did you ever see that kids movie, Matilda, the girl who discovers she has magical powers? Her dad is this sleazy used car salesman that like glues bumpers on um, and up and rips people off. Well, that's what I always thought of when I thought of sales. And so I needed to go through a reset. And so I, I, you know, as I went back and I thought about, okay, what did I go to through to reset how I think about this, to reset how I approach this? Because honestly, when I was feeling like I was going to be a sleazy cheese ball pushing stuff, it's because I was making sales about me, not about the person I was going to help. And so I went through these five kind of categories. Um, it's not even five steps. It's just five mindset shifts that I had to go through in order to really have a different view about sales. So the first mindset shift I needed to go through is, you know, one size doesn't fit all. I need to have the right offer at the right time. And sometimes that means that I say, hey, I don't think it sounds like I'm the right person for you. Here's some other resources or here's what I would suggest instead or here's a free resource of mine that can get you started. Sometimes um, it means, you know, if I have five different things I could offer them, then I need to choose one and just make the right offer at the right time. And if they say no, that's okay. Um, But I used to always try to stuff people into one box. And I was like, I have this coaching program. That is what I'm selling. And every person that I come into contact with is going to get pitched this coaching program. And the problem is, is that number one, I wasn't making the right offer to many of those people. I mean, some of them said yes, because it was the right offer at the right time. But many of them said no, because they were like, yeah, that's not anything like what I want. And so that was the first shift I had to go through is, what are the questions that I should be asking? Who actually is this designed for? What's the problem that I'm helping them solve with this offer? What are they going to get as a result 
of buying this offer from me. And once I got really clear on that, then I had questions that I would write down to ask people so that when I had them on the phone, I knew what I needed to ask in order to know what's the right offer at the right time. Or if I just say, you know, um, thanks so much for your time today. It doesn't sound like I have anything for you right now. And then either send them off to a referral or, you know, give them a free resource. And that was a really big mindset shift for me because it put me back in the driver's seat of these conversations versus being at the mercy and sort of like throwing out weird energy and hoping and praying that they would say yes to me. Okay, so that's the first thing, right? Offer, right time. Number two was engage my community You and you can engage your community. So if you have ever sold your offer and you have a few people who are happy with you, engage them. See if you can um, record a conversation that you have on Zoom about what it was like to work with you. Ask if you can, um, you know, get a testimonial or however you want to use it, but engage with them, highlight them, showcase the work and the transformation and their story and their words about what you've done to help them. That could be with social media posts, it could be with emails, it could be with videos, it could be any number of things. But when you engage your community and you help them um, see the work and the impact that you're doing with other people, it can be incredible in shifting the mindset. The, the second part about engaging your community is that when you're on a call, and somebody presents you with a situation like exactly what you do, you could say, you know, I was working with a client and, um, and I can send you a testimonial so you can see who this client is. But, you know, they were in a really similar situation to you. And here's how we, here's the first thing that we did to really look at this. Does that sound like what you're looking for? So that does a couple things. Number one, it highlights the work that you've done with somebody else. But number two, it lets the person on the other end of the phone know, wow, you've already done some great work with other people. And yeah, that sounds like what I need. And it lets them see how working with you will benefit them through the eyes of your community, through the eyes of people who you've already impacted. That can be an incredible mind shift for you and for your people because you're just at like you don't have to prove anything because you already have great proof that's coming from other people in your community all right number three have an actual sales process I have to tell you for years I'm kind of embarrassed to say this but probably for like five years I had zero sales process and you know I'd just get on the phone with people and I'd I don't know, try to dazzle them with my brilliance. I'm not even sure what I was trying to do. But, you know, I would just pepper them with questions. I would give them tons of insight. And they would get off the phone with me and be like, you know, that was a great conversation. But I don't know why I'd want to work with her because I got so much stuff out of her. And it, it took having another person, like recording a sales call, asking the person I was... Um, talking to if I could record the sales call 
And having somebody else listen to it with me, which I have to say is really painful, um, but valuable in a like, I don't want to do this kind of way. Um, but when we listened to it together, I could hear the desperation in my voice. I could hear that I was trying to wow them with how much I knew. I could tell that I wasn't really listening as well as I should have. And part of that's because I didn't have a process that I was following. And so when I put a simple process in place about, okay, here, here's what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, and I have questions to open the conversation. I set the stage for what we're going to talk about. And then we get into the, the problem and how I would solve it. It made for a really good flow because the person on the other end also knew what to expect. So there was no like, oh, what's she going to pitch here? And again, as I mentioned previously, every person you talk to won't be the right fit. They won't be somebody that you are perfectly suited to help right now. So if you have a process, it's easy to to um, invite the people who are the right fit in to work with you and to help the people who aren't the right fit right now, you know, find the next best thing for them. All right, number four, stay focused. So, you know, it, this kind of goes along with right offer and right time, but this is really for you to stay focused um, be, if you have several products or services that you just know can help your customer or prospect. You are shooting yourself in the foot if you try to explain everything you do and exactly how you do it. You're going to lose their interest very quickly. So you have to stay focused. What's the issue they want, they're you know, coming to you to help to get help with? which product, program, or service that you offer is going to help them the best, pitch that. If you have a really good rapport with the person on the other end of the line and are authentically discussing their needs, you will find common ground and a good fit for whatever your offer is. Or maybe not. Maybe it's really clear that you're not the right person for them. And it's that simple. Just remember, if you sell pencils and they ask for a pen, you need to move on. If you sell 10 kinds of pencils, you need to ask questions so you know which kind to pitch them, right? All right, and then number five, have confidence. So this took me a while because, you know, I, I always felt like every sales conversation was so, I don't know, make or break or like it was a reflection of, am I good enough? And so every time I got on the phone, my anxiety would already be high because I'm like, oh, are they going to like me? Am I good enough? What are they going to think of me? You know, all these things that are about me. But when I took my eyes off of me and put them on the person that I was talking to and said, okay, how can I best help this person regardless if they buy or not? It gave me a lot of confidence and it a clarity, and it also helped me slow down a lot. Like I wasn't so urgently urgent to get to the sales part. And often what was funny is that often when I followed my sales process, when I, you know, was really good about engaging my community, so I would leverage 
podcast interviews or videos that I've done with other people and their story that they've, you know, given me permission to share. Boy, did it make it a lot easier to have confidence because it wasn't about me. It was about what is your issue and can I help you? And have I done it with anybody else? Um, and, and that's really as simple as it was for me. It's just making these shifts of, it's not a, if somebody says no to me, it's not about me. It's probably not the right time or the right offer, or I wasn't the right person. Um, you know, if I, if I come to these sales calls ready to serve, regardless of people buy, it's amazing what happens. I've had people come back after maybe saying no to me or, or deciding to hire somebody else, coming back three months, six months, 12 months later and saying, you know what? I really enjoyed our conversation. I really felt like you were trying to understand me and understand what I was doing. Last time, it just wasn't the right time, but now I'm ready to work with you. I've had that happen more times than I can even count. And it really is all about... I'm here to serve you first. And if I'm not the right fit, that's okay. And if you decide I'm not the right fit, that's okay. We're still both great people, great business people, and we can move on. And that really comes with having confidence and not feeling like I have to push everybody to buy, buy, buy now. So just to recap this really quickly, the five kind of mindset shifts or resets I needed to do to really feel like I was um, selling without selling my soul and really growing my business in a way that felt good is number one, right time, right offer, right time. Number two, engaging my community. Number three, having a sales process. Number four, staying really focused on what is the one offer I'm going to talk to this person about. And number five, having confidence and knowing that if they say no, that's not a reflection on me. It's just not the right fit right now. And that's okay. So, you know, I'd love to know how you feel about this. Have have you gone through any of these mindset shifts yourself? How do you engage your community? Do you feel confident when you get on sales calls or Are you like I was a few years back where you're feeling like, oh, this is a judgment on am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I, you know, am I okay? Um, Because I felt like that forever. I can't, like my palms would sweat, my heart would race. Um, Do you find it hard to stay focused on just one offer? Do you feel like you have to, um, you know, describe everything? I'd love to hear just how this goes for you because I know I'm not alone. Lots and lots of people have these issues. So uh, reach out to me. You can hit me up on social media or email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. And I'll link um, in today's show notes. I'll put all five of these, but I'll also link to my um, social media channel. So if you want to reach out to me, that's fine. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who maybe hates sales, who feels like it's, you know, selling your soul or pushy or sleazy or cheesy. 
So if you could think of someone who could use these insights about creating profit without worrying their business, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's super easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show, which is profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode dash one zero nine. And your friend can listen right there on any device. Um, it has all of the links to Stitcher and Google Play and I'm trying to think of all the ones that are on there. There's a lot of them and the RSS feed too. And don't forget about downloading your freebie, Five Steps to Profit Without Worry. You can get that at today's show notes or just go to profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right, have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. See you then.